Welcome to Beyond Synth. Please note, Beyond Synth is an explicit program and may contain inappropriate language. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Hey there, welcome to the show! My name is Andy Last, and you are listening to Beyond Synth. This is episode 104. Nice to see ya. So, I know I mentioned last week that I had some cool guests planned, but I still haven't finished editing that interview. This week was... Uh, it was a crazy week, and I had a lot of stuff to do, and I didn't get things done in time. So today is going to be a taken care of business episode, and that's what we're going to call these from now on. So if I have a guestless show, uh, we'll just take care of business, right? I've got a lot of uh, emails to read and junk email to go through and uh, bits and bobs just laying around. It actually helps me out because my desktop on my computer just gets full of stuff like every time I collect things for the show or I download music to play on the show sometimes I don't get to all of it and then it starts piling up over the weeks and it piles up and it piles up and it gets all crazy and so it's good to have a taking care of business episode where I can just play a bunch of music get a bunch of shit done we'll still have keeping it 80s with Marco Merrick so we'll do that in a little bit Uh, in the meantime we will just uh, listen to music and have a gay old time all right a gay old time. Do you understand what I mean by that? So listen, Down to Jam is brought... Nope, Beyond Synth is brought to you by Down to Jam, uh, which is a free website that helps musicians around the world connect based on musical compatibility. If you are a musician looking for a partner to jam with or to fill a spot in your band, you're going to want to check out this site and sign up. Down to jam.com. D O W N T O J A M.com. Do it for your family. I don't know. That's their new catchphrase. Let's listen to some music and then we will take care of some business. This is Mr. Creep with the track Rapture Break.
that was Mr. Creep with the track Rapture Break. And uh, you're listening to Beyond Synth. There were some choirs in there. Some choir samples and some synth wave. And that's, uh, that's what's going on with that. I'm also brewing a pot of tea right now. A kettle. And that's on in the other room. So I'm going to have to leave at one point and um, collect my tea. Which is what I'm going to do. So, how is everybody today? We're going to take care of business. Now, the thing is this. Sometimes, you know, when the show is beginning, I, I get together my papers and stuff, and uh, it's a little haphazard, but it's still slightly organized. We're so close to it. Like, I'm recording this the day before, and um, I just hit record today. I just said, look, you got to fucking get this thing done, because I don't usually leave it this late. I know I say that a lot, <laughs> and somehow... Every few weeks, I leave it just slightly later, or I leave myself slightly more work. So this time, it really came down to the wire, because I thought, oh, this episode, the interview for next week's guest, the interview is almost finished editing. It's so close, but it's just not done, and I couldn't trust myself to finish it in time and do the rest of the show, if that makes any sense. So I'm looking through my old files, okay, of things that I had to sort of get through, and some of this, I don't even, it's been in the folder for so long, because I don't even know how this works on the radio. I have a an article from the web, and it was a picture of a Harvey's restaurant. You know Harvey's, they make burgers. And there's a Harvey's in Toronto called Hooker Harvey's. And it just the article was just, Toronto's Hooker Harvey's saved from proposed condo development amid online rumors. And there's this picture, and it says Hooker Harvey's. And I think that was funny to me, but then I'm like, how's this going to work on the radio? Because you got to see the picture of the Harvey's. And you need the backstory, which I don't have, so I can just delete that. Fucking delete! See, we're <laughs> taking care of business right now. This is great. Um, what do we got? Oh, this was another... Uh... <laughs> Okay, you know when I, I like junk email, we'll get to the junk email folder later, but uh, I also enjoy bots. Bots that just say random weird things to me. You know, I think the other day when I posted an episode, or sometimes I'll, I'll say something like, hey guys, what do you want me to talk about on the show? And no one will respond, and then a bot will respond, and I'll be like, hey, there's a, someone who wants to say something, and then I click on it, I'm like, oh, asshole. And uh, this bot, a lot of these bots are ebooks. I don't know why their name always ends in ebooks. It's probably just made by the same dude. But this bot said to me, uh, I think in reply to like someone was like, thanks for playing my track on the show. And I was like, yeah, cool, dude. And then this bot says, why would I be listening to music and carrying my bag on the DSI? Feel very loose and low quality. So thanks. That was from Dark Fox eBooks. Fucking get rid of that. <laughs> See, this is what happens. I save things to read and then I keep setting them aside because they're terrible it's like stupid stuff this isn't real content i don't know what to do with it and then i keep it in the folder for years and i keep going back going like well i'm not going to read that today because that's stupid so taking care of business man i should get hoo-ha to make me a theme all right here's the thing so uh, one of my uh patrons is uh, the fear merchant all right and i guess this guy has a podcast of his own but what he doesn't know is that i heard him on somebody else's podcast because they tagged me in the thing uh they were saying like oh this person's talking about their favorite uh, podcasts and i got a tag so i listened and this is what i heard from the fear merchant this was on somebody else's podcast hey who else am i listening to beyond synth andy last if you like synth music really cool stuff he interviews synth artists. He's kind of one of the guys. I've nearly nicked his format. Don't tell him that. I hope he's not listening. So, Fear Merchant, I am listening. I listen to everything everybody says about me, which is why 
I'm always in such a great mood. Because <laughs> on the internet, everything everybody says is really, really nice. Anyways, it's very flattering. See, he's nicked my format. And nicked means stolen. Which means I now have to get revenge on the fear merchant. But it's okay, because he's a patron of Beyond Synth, which is, uh, which is the ultimate thing somebody can be. There is a saint... Uh, patron saint, uh, demigod, uh, beyond synth supporter, they're all up there. It means you're a good person. So thanks to Fear Merchants, and just know I've got my eye on you. Let's listen to some more music. This is a space love adventure with the track Limit Break.
that was Limit Break by A Space Love Adventure. And in fact, I did some voiceover narration for a trailer he released for that exact album, and I think I even said it the exact same way. Limit Break! Yeah, I did. (laughs) This is useful information. If you want to go check out his stuff, uh, it's good. And don't forget to check out all the artists that are featured on Beyond Synth. When you go to the SoundCloud page, click on the show more or more info or whatever the fuck it is now. There's a button underneath the track that says either show more or more info. They're just like fucking iTunes, right? It's like every month they change the wording of stuff. There's a button that gives you more information. Click on that. It will have all the artist links to all the artists featured on the show. And while you're on the web, you can follow me on Twitter. I am at Andy Last. And uh, you can follow the Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash beyond.synth.podcast. And soundcloud.com slash beyond hyphen synth. I think that's what that one is. And there's also a YouTube channel where I post videos. And uh, yeah, man, there's all sorts of cool stuff. What are the people on Twitter saying? I told people to tell me what to talk about because I had nothing to say today. Uh, Dennis Kelly 2 says, Where were you the first time you listened to Rio by Duran Duran? What did you think? How did it make you feel? Hashtag Rio 35. I'm going to be honest with you. Maybe this is going to be an unpopular thing. When it comes to like the 80s stuff, I was more of a, I'm more of a Depeche Mode guy. Not that you have to take sides because I like all sorts of 80s music, but um, I didn't listen to a lot of Duran Duran when I was younger. I know the song. I can sing some of it for you if you like, just to prove it. But I'm not going to, but I know that, uh, you know, you can see them uh, riding on a boat, the members of Duran Duran. It's fine. I prefer Hungry Like the Wolf. I think that one's that one's the one I like better. I don't know, because you know how I feel about it. I just, I like electronic music and the synth and stuff, and so I kind of preferred the, the 80s groups that were more electronic. And I like the weirdness of Depeche Mode. So, when did I see it? A long time ago. How did it make me feel? It made me feel fine. Hashtag Rio35. Some dude called Bobak Shasafdari. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. <laughs> Bobak? Bobak? Shasafdari. Shasafdari? Bobax, at Bobax on Twitter. All right, I tried, dude. You can let me know how to pronounce your name. You, you, I'm bad, okay? I'm bad. <laughs> I'm bad. Um, he says, can you laugh a lot more, please? I can't help but laugh when you do. Also, more swearing in all languages. Well, I agree with that. I don't have a guest today, so I can't talk about swearing with them. But uh, I promise you, every time I have a new guest uh, from a country that I haven't uh, met before talking about their swear words is one of my favorite things to do. He also says, by the way, I fucking pissed myself laughing at your changing an iMac hard drive Vimeo video. What happened at the end? Well, in case anyone uh, hasn't seen it, I had a video on Vimeo, which was me trying to replace my hard drive in my 27-inch iMac. And uh, I fucked it up, and I cracked the screen. A spoiler alert. (laughs) That happens at the end. And if you want to hear a very real reaction from me, uh, just I was very, very upset at myself. Because it was not the first time that I'd broken an electronic device trying to fix it. Anyways, the point is, the computer still works. I was actually thinking about selling it and upgrading to a new iMac, but which would involve literally selling everything I have in order to cover the cost. Because <laughs> um, iMacs are so expensive now. And uh, I was considering it. I really was. Last week, I was like, 
I was all like, I'm going to sell my iMac, I'm going to sell my laptop, I'm going to sell everything here and just get a new iMac. And then I said, ah, fuck it, you know, like, I don't know if I can justify that cost right now. So I just formatted it and it's working okay. (laughs) So sometimes you just got to format your computer, man. I used to get into the habit of formatting all the time. It's one of my things. I know people always laugh at me when I tell them that. Like, I used to be on a cycle with my old PC where I would, like, just once every two months, I just formatted it because I didn't like using antivirus software. I just always felt like it slowed everything down. And so I was like, fuck you, I'll just format the damn thing. So it always felt like I had a new computer, you know, when it restores back to the desktop with Windows with that green field and the blue sky. Of course, I have a Mac, so every time I format it now, it's like a new operating system. But uh, usually that just means a new picture of different mountains in the background. But anyway, that doesn't matter. Let's listen to some more music. This is Hubrid from the album Prototype. And this is Hot Pursuit. Oh, 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 
And that was Hot Pursuit by Hubrid off the album Prototype. And that is some kick-ass stuff. You know, I dig it. Uh, I dig kick-ass stuff. This, uh, let's, well, let's go to the mailbag. Yeah, we'll go to the mailbag. In the mail sack. What do I, <laughs> I don't even know what my own segment's called. Right, and if you have uh, letters for the mail sack, you can uh, send them to me on uh, the SoundCloud page or the Facebook page. Uh, just send me a private message, title it mail sack, and I will read it as a mail sack. So this was from Tim Walmsley. He says, have you ever considered making synthwave music yourself? If not, why? New fan here, absolutely loving the podcast. It's just what I was looking for. You have a nice balance of talking shit and playing the artist's music, which is great, especially hearing what influenced a particular track, for example. I'll certainly be looking into the Patreon and contribute. It really feels exciting to be part of a scene which is in its infancy and only getting stronger. Great work! Well, thanks, uh, Tim Walmsley. So have I ever considered making Synthwave? Well, the truth is, I've made a lot of music, but it's really weird. So... The reason why I'm so familiar and comfortable with talking about people, especially with Fruity Loops and stuff, is because I was using fucking Fruity Loops 2, I think, back in 90... I mean, when the fuck did that even come out? Like, I I feel like I was using Fruity Loops in, like, 98? Is that possible? Hold on. I'm going to Wikipedia here. Yeah, okay, so, yeah, that's correct. Uh, So, basically, you know, I had a friend who's like, oh, yeah, I got this program you can make music on. I believe it was Fruity Loops 2, although they're saying here that Fruity Loops 2 was 1999, and I do feel like I was using it before then, so it must have been version 1.4? I know I wasn't using 1. Anyway... So, you know, I made very simple electronic music, and it was um, it was the demo of Fruity Loops, so you couldn't even save. So what I would do was I would just sit there for a few hours, make a track, and then just export it. And I don't have any of those anymore. I think the oldest tracks I have are maybe from, like, 99, 2000. And they're terrible. That's the problem is, and I believe this is an issue with, with the people in, in the synthwave scene, like, you know... Not everybody's a musician. Not everyone is, a, you know. And it's fine. You don't have to be. It's cool. I think I feel like synthwave is a kind of genre where people, they enter into it, they like it, they know that it's just a dude with a computer or a gal. So they feel like, oh, I can do this too. And the truth is, not everyone can. And that's okay. I think that's the weird thing. It's like, today in society, we have this idea that creativity equals good. You know, that if you're a creative person, that means you're a good person. And, you know, you don't have to be creative. That doesn't, that's not, that doesn't have to be part of your character to be like a good person. Like there's so many different ways that people can be useful in the world. Um, That's not to say you shouldn't take a stab at it. So I made electronic music, but it just, they weren't structured properly. They weren't structured like songs. Uh, It was mostly just like build-ups. You know, I just, I just have a beat and then a sound and then, you know, four bars later add another sound. And I just kept doing that over and over and over again until the song was over. And I have a lot of songs I've made, but I won't play them to you because they're they're weird in a way that isn't fun, <laughs> if that makes sense. You know, it's like um, when you hear the term weird music, if someone says, man, I make weird music, you would take that to mean, oh, uh, you know, it's weird droning noises and strange sound effects and, uh, you know, it's not melodic or whatever. And that's not true. I mean, I've got melodies, I've got all this stuff, but when, when I listen back to my music now, I just go... 
what is this? Like, I don't know what it is. It doesn't make me happy to listen to. It's just sort of there. But uh, I have made some fun, like, parody uh, synth songs, and I think you can hear some of those on SoundCloud. And, of course, if you go back and listen to the episode I did with Joe Wood uh, from Look Is Set, I think that was back in Season 4, or was that Season 3? I think it was Season 4. We made a song, and that was... um, I mean, that song was fun. I'll play a little sample of that. course you know i've done you know i've made a bunch of parody songs i mean when um when Grooveworthy was putting together those miami dream drive night compilation ones i did a few joke tracks for those albums so the first one i did that was released was under the name dj dos prompt and the floppy discs and that song was called miami titty nights in ed209's sites in brackets doc brown's model of hill valley remix and uh, we can hear a bit of that now Also did a track for Vincenzo Salvia called Milf Hunter. You know, you know, I love uh, Vincenzo Salvia, Italian synthwave producer, and so I made him a little track about how he likes milfs, and that's what this song was. It's just you and me in this Italian house. So baby, take off your Italian blouse. And then I also did some tracks as Neon Nightman, uh, which was a name coined 
during a conversation with the sunglasses kid where we were coming up with fake synthwave artist names and then after a while I'm just like you know what I should just do that so I made a track as Neon Nightman I'm the Neon Nightman i the Neon Lightsman and the ladies fight man to get into my pants man over the years man before I discovered the synthwave scene and it's not like 80s synthwave music it's just weird electronic music uh, mostly about titties I mean this was a song I made back in I don't know if it's like 2008 this is uh, this is a little sample of a track called The Titty Matrix <laughs> Stupid Up here Some might call it Heaven But I would call it Cause there are titties everywhere And there was a point where I did uh, a cover of the Gummy Bears song. Dashing and daring, courageous and caring, faithful and friendly with stories to share. All through the forest they sing out in chorus, marching along while their song fills the air. If you, <laughs> all right, I'll play you this one. This one isn't even synthwave. Uh, at one point, I had a fun, and this is old. What is this? Two thousand four? I think it's even older than that. This was a track. Uh, <laughs> this one's called "Your Mum Is Bald." <laughs>
Ah, I make myself laugh. Uh, so there you go. All right. I hope that answers your question. <laughs> and those are just vocal tracks. I have like hundreds of just instrumental stuff. But the truth is, um, I only feel comfortable singing if I'm joking. Which is fine, because I don't have a great voice, so that's, you know, that seems rational. Anyways, let's listen to some proper music. Uh, (laughs) And I apologize for all of that. Uh, Here is uh, Invisible City from the album Neon Crusader. This is Solar Warden. And that was Solar Warden by Invisible City from the album Neon Crusader. 
And that's a cool track. I dig it. We're taking care of business today, man. It's great. And then on Twitter here, NVisionJCK says, Does synth sound better during a sunset or a sunrise? I'm going to say uh, during a sunset. Because if it's a sunrise, what are you doing up? Huh? The fuck are you doing up, Envision JCK at sunrise? Fuck you! You No! <laughs> you know what the joke is? Today I was up at sunrise. I passed out on the couch last night. This is part of the reason why the show, why the interview wasn't edited in time. <laughs> I had dinner, and uh, I'm becoming like an old man where I actually need a nap in the daytime, and if I don't take it, then I'll like pass out at like 8 p.m., and that's exactly what happened. I went to play video games with my son, and uh, I don't know what we we're playing, like Little Big Planet, I think. And then I just fucking fell asleep on the couch, and I woke up at three in the morning and was wide awake. And I was like, "Well, I guess I'd better get some stuff done." So I did chores, and I organized some files on the computer, and it was, uh, you know. The sun came up, is my point. So, I don't like when the sun comes up, because then it makes me feel like I'm a fucking deadbeat who was, like, up too late. So, sunset for me all the way. Envision JCK. Sunset. So, the other day I was at Staples. If you don't know what Staples is, it's a place where you can get uh, color copies and stuff, like a Kinko's, if you will. And I had the stupidest fucking adventure, because I had to print out a very simple thing. I was printing out a, a color checker for filming. Which is, you know, just a grid with different colors in the boxes, right? Just so you can sync up cameras. Because, of course, you know, we're still working on the Beyond Synth show, which is still coming. I'm just trying to make sure that the show is good. So I'm I'm putting a lot of work into it. So that's why uh, nothing has happened yet publicly. But you will see some stuff soon. Anyways, so I'm printing up this color checker. So I go to Staples, and they don't let you print anything unless you buy one of their cards or put a credit card in the fucking machine so i was like okay i'll buy a card so i bought a three dollar card because i just needed you know a few color prints and then i put my usb stick in the fucking printer and it won't read i'm like fuck you this was on a sunday at like 4 30 i'm like ah come on so i take the damn usb stick out like all right i guess i'll go home fucking reformat and put this stupid picture on this one picture of a fucking color chart (laughs) So I get home and, uh, you know, I'm formatting the, the, actually I bought a new USB stick from Staples. So I'm like, all right, fine. I'll get another one. Go home, put the picture on there. I'm about to leave. I was like, okay, I got to go back to Staples. I'm telling my wife, like, I'm I'm not giving up. Like, they're not going to win. I'm going to go back right now and fucking do this again. And it's like a 20 minute walk from where I am. And she's like, oh, but it's going to be closed. I'm like, what? And I go and check the fucking web and it closes at five. So I wouldn't be able to make it back in time to print. I'm like, fuck me. So I go the next day, all right, with my new stupid USB stick and my fucking card. I go there, I stick the USB stick in the printer, it works. I'm like, oh, thank Christ. Put the card in, and then it's like, oh, there's no money on this card. I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? It's like, I just used it yesterday. Like, you can't, what? So I take this fucking thing out, go up to the desk. I got to wait for like 20 minutes while they're helping other people. And uh, finally, I get a dude. I'm just like, hey, look, man, like I, I came here yesterday. I put this card in the machine. It told me it couldn't read my USB stick. So I left. Now, to me, that meant that was the end of the transaction, as in I put the card in the printer. It told me we can't access your files. So I thought that meant that the transaction was over. I mean, nothing happened. But I guess someone must have fucking sidled in after I left and used the money on my card. All right. 
But then this is where it gets weird. So first of all, I told the guy, I'm just like, well, that's not, I mean, it couldn't print my stuff. So I thought it was over. I didn't realize I had to like cancel the thing. But I'm like, you know, just fucking, come on, just put the money back on. So then he's like, oh, I don't know. uh, We'll have to get the manager or whatever. So he goes in, fucking gets a manager. I'm sitting there waiting for another 15 minutes. This is all for $3, by the way. Guy comes out, checks the computer. And then says, oh, this is weird. So the person who used the card, I had $3 on my card. Someone went in after me and used exactly $3 on the card. I don't know how they knew how much money was on my card, but they used exactly $3. And so then I'm sitting there with the dude like, well, how is that possible? I mean, like, a a print is always like, you know, it's like 38 cents or whatever, or, you know, 17 cents. Like, there's no way to use exactly $3. That's the scam. You're always going to have leftover cents. And so the manager's going there on the computer and says, like, yeah, we can see that this card was used at, you know, 4.34 p.m. I'm like, yep, that's what time I was here. And they're like, well, they, they used exactly $3 on the card. I'm like, well, that doesn't even make sense, does it? And I'm trying to get the manager to, like, understand how weird. And, and then he acknowledged that that was a weird thing. Like, wow, they managed to use the exact number on the card. Like, that is strange. And then he finds out that they actually used more than the card had. So somehow someone sidled in behind me and used $3.30 on the card that only had $3 on it. I'm holding the card so like they can scan it for like the fucking serial number so they know that was the card that was used, which makes no fucking sense at all. And so I'm telling the dude, I'm like, well, I mean, check your fucking security camera because like... (laughs) There's a good opportunity there was a fucking ghost. Like, you're going to see some weird, like, digital distortion over the machine where I was standing because a ghost just fucking sidled in like some electro ghost and, like, hacked the system. Because, like, there's no way someone could have done that. There's no way they could have used exactly $3. There's no way they could have used more money than was on the actual card. Anyway, the guy put $3 back on my card, which is nice of him, I guess. And, uh, And then I printed the thing. So this literally was, like, hours of time over $3, and to print a color chart, which was just a fucking grid with colors in it. Like, it wasn't even, like, some awesome photo or anything. It was fucking ridiculous. Anyways, that was my adventure at Staples. But I persevered. See, oftentimes, you know, when you're in a customer service situation like that, they'll help you out. But I think sometimes they just bank on people leaving or not having the patience to stick around and talk to the manager and just like, dude, I got nowhere to go. I'll fucking... (laughs) I'll wait this out for $3. Anyways, let's um, let's listen to another track, and then maybe we'll go and chat with uh, Marco and keeping it 80s with Marco Merrick. So here is Miami Beach Force and the track Fight for Justice.
And that was Fight for Justice by Miami Beach Force. And that's a fun song. How about we uh, how about we keep it 80s with Marco Merrick? Marco It's Keeping It 80s with Marco Merrick, and I'm here with Marco for another week. How's it going? Hey, Andy. How you doing, buddy? Hey, everyone. You having a lovely week? I am. This week in particular, Andy, I have been addicted to virtual reality gaming. Uh, A store opened up down the road, which provides uh, a couple of different um, headsets like Oculus and also the new Vive. And Andy, I'm telling you, I'm hooked. This is—I I haven't. It's like I'm a kid again. It's like it's like when I first got the Nintendo 64, yeah. and I brought it home with my brother, and we unpackaged it, and we put on Mario 64 and Pilot Wings, you know, and we're yeah. just like, oh my god. Anyway, it's pretty exciting. So, how close are you to like civilization? Like, do you live in a city or do you live like outside? <laughs> <laughs> Was, it, was that the, was the that city, the Andy, yes. was that the question you were expecting? <laughs> no, was that the follow up you wanted? <laughs> it really wasn't. <laughs> what the fuck? I, I, I don't live in the outback, Andy. I, I live oh, in no, the I, city. So. I wasn't. Uh, I, I wasn't trying to bait you there. I mean, you know, uh, like I come from a small town. So uh, when you said down the road, I just want to know if you literally meant down the road or if that's just an expression. It's literally, f- literally five minutes drive to get there. I mean, there's a few traffic lights. It's a major road, but uh, otherwise, I mean, it's very. <laughs> close very very close which is a bad thing andy because i can be there in five minutes and if it was half an hour away say then i could be more controlled and um you know so this particular like vr place you've been going to what type of vr because i mean like i'm looking for like i've never done vr but the thing that excites me the most Mm -hmm. is like sort of like the augmented reality stuff right you know like when you're actually like in um in a place that you can sort of like move around yes and you know there's stuff in your vision that's replaced but like the stuff you're doing here like you're sort of in like a zone of virtual reality like what's the actual process well uh, with both uh they've got two headsets for both the oculus and uh two headsets for the vive and basically you can play two player like i go down there with my friends quite often and we'll play together and uh, which make just gives that whole other element when you've got somebody else there but uh it is fully move you know you can move around there's like a four by four meter Space that they provide. So it's you're not just sitting in a chair moving around. You're actually walking around, picking stuff up. There's one game that I play in the Oculus, which is really intense and really cool, called uh, Robo Recall. And now that one, um, basically, uh, there's a lot of robots flying around. You can, like, uh, if they get closer, you can grab them and rip the head off or the arms, throw them and stuff. It's really cool. Then you've got guns and stuff. But you're doing a lot of ducking. And, uh, like, you'll turn around and someone's shooting at you, and the bullets are really slow. Mm. So you can, like, you'll be ducking and stuff. It's really cool. And in the game, you're actually ducking. So if, if you're in, a, like, a 4x4 like a four four sort of space, how is movement handled? Do you walk, or do they pull you? Is it on, like, a on-rails game, or how does it work? <laughs> well, basically, you've got, uh, you do have that space to walk in. Now, when you get to the edge of that space, what you do is uh, the, the, a little grid will come up in the game. So you know you're at the boundary. Mm-hmm. It's pretty easy, you know. You, you've got to have some sort of a guide. Um, so what, what you do then, um, most of these games now are using a teleport function. Now, what that does is there's a button on, the, on one of the controllers uh, that's in your hands, and you hit it, and then a little... Uh, 
a little arrow will turn up and then you can teleport to another part of the uh, area. So you're not literally walking through everything. Like, you're not walking down the road, which... I mean, it'd be good for the exercise, but if you're playing yeah. for four hours, fuck that shit, you know. Yeah. Anyway, um, so you you teleport, and then you've got, and then you're in that. Once you teleport to that area, you're in another four by four square, basically. And you can right. Around in that, and then yeah. But some people complain about that that it's not 100 percent real, but it's like, well, of course it's not 100 percent real. But um, I actually like it. I like it like that. And then my favorite game that I play, Andy, is the. Uh, Arizona Sunshine, which is a zombie shooting action. That game is incredible, Andy. Well, that sounds cool. Like I, I've never done VR, uh, but h- how long can you handle it for? Like when you go to these I things. See. Good question. Um, <laughs> good question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, no, it's true. Most people say that you get motion sickness and all that. I don't get any motion sickness at all, but uh, it's actually quite a sweaty affair. I mean, you've got this headset on. It's like having goggles if you're going or, or you know, we say if you're going snorkeling, you know, it kind of fogs up after a while a little bit. It's kind of like that. So you need to wipe it every... Uh, I get real sweaty when I'm playing too, Andy. Um, so I need to wipe it probably every 45 minutes, but it's a good idea to have a break probably every hour anyway. Like, you really do need to. You're just like, wow, man, that was fucking intense. Yeah. I just got to sit back for a minute and, you know, just like, whew, collect myself. But, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, how about this, man? <laughs> what uh, what do you got for me this week? This week I've got an awesome track from She Said called Flow. I've been a big fan of She Said for a long time. I really like the name, <laughs> his producer <laughs> name too. But uh, no, this is this is a little bit longer, this track, but it's just, uh, it's just beautiful. I love the progressions in this one and the beautiful melodies, Andy. I like the way you keep saying my name. It's good. <laughs> you like it? It's like it's like that business move. It's like it's like the power handshake, you know, like with businessmen, you know, like when you like shake somebody's hand and you like say their name again, like nice to meet you, sir. And they, not, I didn't even do it right. I said sir instead of the person's name. But oh, wait, what's the, what's this track called? Uh, she said with the flow. The flow? No, just flow. Just flow. She said and flow. Just okay. Flow. All right. Well, let's uh, let's listen to this thing, man. This is she said. With the track Flow.
And that was Flow by She Said. And we're keeping it 80s with Marco Merrick talking about VR. Yeah, yeah. So I've been looking into, I mean, I wouldn't mind getting a headset myself. They're pretty pricey, obviously. you got to have a good uh, computer to run it. And mm-hmm. then obviously a good video card, all that sort of stuff. Um, and then the headset itself isn't uh, cheap. But I am moving to the States soon, so it's kind of pointless to buy uh, shit like that right now, Andy. Yeah. So maybe when I move to the States, I think I'll get it. But if I do that, then I'll probably, no one will ever see me again. That's the thing, man. Again, like, I am excited more for the, the augmented reality stuff because I want to be able to move around in a physical space. Like, I feel like that would replace sort of, like, laser tag mm. and paintball as an experience. Like, because if, if you get a place where if they actually build a physical place to, to shoot in, I don't know why the mm. word isn't coming to me right now, a place to, <laughs> sh- a place to shoot in, and then with, with augmented reality, you can map any sort of wall so you know the the layout the geographical layout of the shooting gallery mm-hmm. would be the same for if you were playing like some old west game or some alien game but then they could like I change see. change the walls in your vision to look like you know whatever they wanted but then you can actually like move around and touch the walls physically you know like that would be that would be so fucking cool so when you go you, you pay by the the hour is that that one oh uh, yeah you know, half an hour or hour yeah you pay by that um, it isn't very busy yet. Do you feel done at the end of an hour? Or do you feel like, oh, we could do this for years? Like, how do you feel? Depends. I, at first, I, I need to take a lot of breaks. But now that I've been playing a little bit more, I am actually can play for longer without needing breaks. Um, I'm actually going back there tonight, Andy. For, for my friend rang me. He said he's really addicted. He's got kids and stuff, so he can't come down often. But he goes, man, Sunday night, tell him, book it in. Book it in. Six hours each. I'm like, what the fuck? I got six hours each. <laughs> But no, no, man. Let's just do. F- All right, let's try four, and then we'll see how we go. But when you when you say though you take breaks, like what are those breaks for? Is it just because you're standing? Oh, you just. Well, usually I splash some water in my face, cool off a bit. Might have to use the restroom, get some water, have a drink is a big one. Uh, you do get very parched, Andy. Hmm. Um, did you like how I said Andy again? Yes, you get very parched. Mate. I did, Marco. <laughs> So you get very parched. You need to keep your fluids uh, fluids up, Andy. And um, <laughs> uh, but look, listen. Look, ultimately, it's impossible to explain how good virtual reality is until you try it yourself. Once you put on the headset yourself, and then you see, that's when you know. You know, like it, it's same with me. I knew it was going to be good, but I was like, until I put the headset on, people can talk as much as they want. But you don't understand that it's literally you're going to another dimension. You are going to another dimension. That's what you're doing, Andy. I feel that way about any sort of like leap in, in video games. It's like sometimes those experiences you just can't explain. I mean, even for ones that are primitive. I mean, let's say like when the Nintendo Wii came out. Uh, I mean, obviously, the, the technology there has been eclipsed. And even when it came out, it wasn't, like, super advanced. But it was one of those things where, you know, you could sit, tell people, oh, you're going to waggle your arms around, and that sounded stupid. <laughs> but then when you actually did it and played, like, Wii Tennis and stuff, it was like, oh, this is kind of fun. Obviously, the limitations of the technology were a problem. But, yeah, like, whenever, you know, there's just those things you have to experience, it's really hard to... Uh, you know, to sell people on it, especially with with that price of entry. That's the problem with VR. It's like it's just it's it's so much money. Even yeah. the, even the Sony PlayStation VR, which has a bunch of limitations in order to make it cheaper, it's still. I, I mean, I did I did the math in Canadian dollars because everyone goes like, oh, you know, it's cheaper to do PlayStation VR than you know. Mm-hmm. Oculus, whatever, but but you're, it comes at a cost, right? Like it's not. I don't think it's 3D. Like it's one screen in PlayStation VR. Yeah. It's not two separate screens in your right and your mm. left. But it's still like 
fucking $500 for the headset Canadian, and then you've got to get the motion controllers separately, and of course you need a PlayStation, so that adds you know another cost. So obviously the computer is more, but it's still... You know, the barrier to entry is still like, you know, like 1200 bucks or something. And that's still, that's quite an ask. Yeah, and then you got to have a computer. I mean, the headset in Australia, and I think it's for the, for the uh, Oculus, I think it's about a grand or just under. Mm-hmm. And then, <clears throat> that's Australian dollars as well, of course. But, um, and then you got to have a good computer. Like, I'd have to upgrade my computer. I'd probably have to spend maybe three or four grand all up to be able to get it going. I think, uh, I'm trying to think here. I think the Australian dollar is comparable to the Canadian. Hold on here. I think it's pretty close, actually. Yeah, yeah. You're the one. That's why I like if I have to buy anything Canadian. kind of like it because it's pretty even. So Hold on here. Australian dollar Canadian. It's uh, 98 cents Australian. So that means your dollar is more by two cents. Yay! <laughs> Finally something. We're beating somebody. <laughs> yeah, so so it's I, literally pretty close, though, isn't it? One point oh two. Fuck, that's very close. Yeah, so that basically means like I, you know, for every Canadian dollar, I get ninety eight Australian cents. I get it. Which because right now, like with the American dollar, because we're always judged against the American dollar, right? So uh, right now, it's like seventy eight cents or something. No, it might no, it's less than that. Well, yeah, I wonder what Australian. Let me see the Australian. Well, it'll be the same. U.S. dollar. Yeah, it'll be the same. Probably off. <laughs> Of course it will. Why am I even looking? Jesus <laughs> Christ. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> That's so stupid. I would, I would love it if that math didn't add up, because then you'd be like, there'd be probably some sneaky guy out there. He'd be like, oh, but if I transfer my Canadian dollars to Australian dollars and then transfer those to US dollars, I actually get like two extra cents or something. <laughs> and you know people somebody have tried. Somebody off there. Man. Yeah, yeah, because they're sneaky people. Sneaky Pete, I call them. Uh, what, um, you got uh, some more music to play? <laughs> sure, why not? Uh, all right, next on the list, we've got uh, Frank Bonilla. He's uh, a relatively unknown artist with his track DeLorean. Now, this is obviously, you'll hear it, it's got a very uh, Droid Bishop flavor. I don't know, I'd almost call it uh, Droid Wave or Bishop Wave or something. I don't fucking know. Um, we need more subgenres. Look, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. But uh, no, it's definitely sounds a lot like it. It's obviously inspired by him, but which is fine by me because I love Droid Bishop. Mm. And. Um, this song is really beautiful, Andy. It ma- makes me feel... It makes me think of sensual things. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. What's the, what's the title of the song again? Uh, Frank Vanilla with DeLorean. DeLorean, all right. All right, well, let's listen to this thing. This is Frank Bonilla with DeLorean.
that was DeLorean by Frank Bonilla. Frank has like a C in it. It goes like F R A N C K. Yeah, interesting spelling, isn't it? Uh, mm. <laughs> I guess it's still pronounced the same. I can't see why not. But maybe it's like Frank. Yeah, sorry, Frank. <laughs> But yeah, no, that is a good song. I, I definitely, uh, I know when you uh, told me you were going to play that, I checked it out, and I did immediately. It was just like, oh, this is this is kind of Droid Bishopy, yeah, uh, which is fine because Droid Bishop is good. I, I'm still, I still have to put out. You know what? I'll save it for the Beyond Synth show. When you know when Droid Bishop was here in Toronto and we filmed a bunch of stuff, there's some things I haven't released yet because I was like waiting to like edit them together. And one of them was him and I played like an arcade game. Mm-hmm. And I was gonna, I was gonna make it like a new segment where you know, like I play arcade games with you know synthwave artists I can get to sort of show up to my house. That'd be so cool. So I, I've, I still have this footage. And I'm like, oh, but I have a place where I think where I can use it because it, it, t- it turned out it wasn't very useful. Like sometimes you have a cool idea and like, oh, this will be a fun thing, and then when you actually do it, <laughs> you know, that's how you learn, right? You go, oh, this will be fun, yeah. and then it's like, oh, wait, this is shit. <laughs> so I have this thing that's like we played a brawler. I think we played like 64th Street Detectives or something, <laughs> and uh, you know there might be like a minute and a half worth of useful footage from that. It's something I'm going to look into because some people have bugged me to do like a let's play video game thing and I actually personally don't like those at all. You don't. uh, But I might do one anyways but I'm going to do it like my way so I'm only going to play games that I talk about all the time. Like I'll do like a let's play of Goldeneye because I've been looking at capture cards now just to just to see like the the viability of of doing that. I feel weird though like I feel like you know when it's something that you judge like I like I don't really like let's play videos and so I feel like can I make one if I personally don't like them but I mean if people out there like them then I guess it's fine. I don't know. I feel well, I, you've got the personality for it too, though. My, my my perception on that is I usually prefer it without if I'm checking out a game. But sometimes there's certain guys that are really funny, and I don't mind. They've got that personality. There's this one guy I can't remember his name. I'm following him, but he's fucking hilarious. I like his. Uh, he just makes the game funny, you know. I think you've got the personality for it, Andy. To be honest, like I'll try. I don't know. I I, I just feel like I'd be taking advantage of it. Something that I wouldn't watch myself. Mm. Then I feel bad. Uh, but uh, you know. But whatever. Who cares? What What about you, man? What's up? What's up for you? We got to wind this segment down. So let's uh, let's focus what's on up Marco. With me? Yeah. For me? Uh, what do you want to focus? I don't know. You want to focus on my ass again or yeah. other areas? Was that? Uh, <laughs> Sorry, that was last week. We're not we're not uh, bringing up last oh, week's uh, yeah, old news. Sorry, Andy. <laughs> sorry, I'm trying to keep it together here. Um, what else is it to talk about? Yeah, so if you get a chance, I was just going to say, mate, make sure you check out some virtual reality. Um, I know there's not a lot of places that have opened up like that, so I'm pretty lucky. It's just like a gaming center. They've got like PlayStations, big TVs. You can link up and play games like, I don't know, say you want to play Modern Warfare against each other or some racing games. You know, you can play them all in the same place. There's massive screens. They've also got heaps of, about 50 computers, so you can LAN games up. And um, so I'm lucky that opened up down the road. It's re- it really is pretty cool. I feel like a little kid again, Andy. I remember walking in there and I was like, my God, it's like I'm 17 again. You know, yeah. like, it's so cool. No, that's awesome, man. That sounds like a lot of fun. I mean, think about with all those computers, just like the epic circle jerk you guys could have there. I know, right? They could go to Prawn Hub. <laughs> Why aren't you laughing? Because <laughs> <laughs> I was being serious. <laughs> oh, okay. Jesus. <laughs> I wasn't laughing because I was deadly no, serious. You're making me uncomfortable. Well, listen, that's what <laughs> Keeping It 80s with Marco Merrick is all about making the guy whose segment it is uncomfortable. And uh, if I can do that, then that's my. That's my job done for the week. I'm not really keeping it 80s, am I? I'm kind of looking to the future, kind of, but that's okay. Oh, whatever. It's a, we needed a name for the segment. I don't know. <laughs> <It's> like, 
<laughs> keep it real and keep it 80s. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, dude, well, you have, a, you have a lovely week, and I look forward to uh, to talking to you next time. Thanks a lot, Andy. This is uh, it's been great. Ch- oh, Jesus Christ. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't, don't cry. <laughs> Just give me a sec. Give me a sec. I've got to compose myself. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks heaps, Andy. It's always a pleasure, mate. Uh, you take care, and I'll see you next week. See you, everyone. <laughs> All right, see you, dude. <laughs> and that was Marco Merrick and keeping it 80s with Marco Merrick. Because that's what you got to do, man. You got to keep it 80s. We'll probably do the Patreon in a second. Um... I'm just looking at the Twitter here. Whisper Spinner ASMR says, Where does everyone stand on the Tangerine Dream slash Yes soundtrack versus the Goldsmith score in Legend? What about the synths used in Lady Hawk? Well, it's very funny that you would ask that question. And you'll know why that's funny next week. But in the meantime, yeah, well, the Tangerine Dream score is so much better. What do you... <laughs> like... You know that. Uh, I love the Tangerine Dream score of Legend. I think that's what makes Legend a special film. I don't want to harp on this too much because I mentioned this again uh, during my interview next week. But uh, I love I love that score. It makes the movie special. And as far as I'm concerned, the Goldsmith score is boring. I, I don't think he's a bad composer. It's just, to me, the score of Legend is what makes that film unique. And the Goldsmith score is just... You know, it's just kind of there. And it upsets me that there isn't an extended edition of the movie that has the legend or that has the Tangerine Dream score because there is like the the extended edition of the film, the director's cut, but then it only uses the Goldsmith score, which is unfortunate because there's some scenes that are edited very strangely in Legend. And I think uh, it would be cool to have the extended cut of the movie, but with Tangerine Dream music. But, you know, you know, man, you know. But yes, thank you for your question. You'll you'll hear me say exactly what I just said uh, next week's show when I get that fucking thing edited up, man. But thank you for your question. Let's listen to a track. This is Foxy Newport. Now, you know I dug that song, Black Lodge. I played that maybe a few months ago, and that one gets stuck in my head. That meet me at the Black Lodge. Uh, This was another track that I, I dug on the album. This is Worry by Foxy Newport.
And that was Foxy Newport with the track Worry off Neutral. Foxy Newport. That's two X's and a Y. So how about this? Let's go to the Patreon and thank my lovely Pattersons. Hey guys, Beyond Synth has a Patreon. That's right. That's a way you can donate to the show. And uh, it helps. And uh, you can donate as little as a dollar a month. Uh, You can donate $5,000 a month, and I wish that somebody would. And uh, it's just a cool way to support the show. Uh, People, uh, higher donation tiers, get special little prizes. I make little videos for them and stuff. And, uh, And it's a good time. And I got nowhere to be, so let's do the big list this week. Uh, just in case there's any confusion, you know, on a weekly basis, I'll read the the $5 and $10 donors. And uh, if there's new donors, I'll read them as well. But I saved the big list. That's everybody who donates. I'll just be doing that uh, once a month, I guess. And so let's do the big list today, man. I want to thank Power85 and Brendan Kellum, Ravonia, Bending Unit 22, Kai, Saloya, Lunar Baboon, Knox Bello, Terrence Thompson, Nathan Winter, Russ Nyes, Data Suck, Seach, Kanaz, Argen1981, Russell Hugo, Kyle, Junk Mail Jeff, Python Blue, Airman, Adrian King, Greeley, Mikey X, New donor this week, Square Wave Clothing. If you like Square Waves and you like clothing, check out Square Wave Clothing. New donor to Beyond Synth. And then there's Replicant 81, Katner, Zycorax, I90RR, Mitch Wiseman, Jeff Block, Tomaj Shabubinichek, Common Synths. And then we move up to my lovely $5 Pattersons. We've got X-Riz Music, technically $5.55, but that's okay. We got Joe and Lando, Roman, Devious Raven, Bobby B, John Eternal, Dougie Fresh, Lame Robot, Mono Memory, Florence Bullock, Matthew Lister, Simon Norberg, Valingo, New Gat Ninja, The Rosconian, Night Raptor, Stu M, Ross Pentland, Dana Jean Phoenix, Tristan Waits, Rawl Pud, Aled, Grant Bouvier, The Barons of Santa Carla. I know it's just Barons of Santa Carla. I like adding a the, because that's the kind of guy I am. Then there's Seattle Synth, at Seattle Synth, which I think is fucking schmokel, isn't it? Well, you're Seattle Synth now, motherfucker. Ethan Hennings. And, of course, the donation of the beast. These people donate 666 every month in honor of Satan. There is Hellroy. Lucas Ceballos, Blake Peterson, and Carm with the donation of the beast and the donation of the beast adjacent Max Hutchings on the side of good with 667. And of course, my lovely $10 Pattersons. There is Jake Last. There is Trevor Resnick. There is Colin Bennett. There is Fraser Davidson. Victor Garza. 
Ezra Van Dam, Winfield, Will Lowe, Nathaniel Rivera, Polly Digital, Angry Rambo Show, Joshua Evison, and I should issue that correction because I think I called him Evanson, and it is in fact Evison. There is no N in Evison, except at the end. <laughs> Thanks, Joshua. Then there's Slunks and Greg Smith. <laughs> Fucking Slunks. <laughs> Ashley Keegan. Tim Walmsley. Hey, we just read your mail earlier. Then there's Tom Robinson. There's Mike Shima. And there's Jacob Wick with his crazy donation of 2288. And of course, this week, the king of the Pattersons, Chris Dance, with his donation of $25. You're a cool guy. How do you guys feel about this new voice I'm doing? <laughs> I can do the whole show like this now if you want. This is the new Beyond Synth. The calmer, more relaxed Beyond Synth. Anyway, thank you all for donating to Beyond Synth. It means a lot to me. Uh, we're going to make this thing go all the way to the fucking top. That's right. Now let's listen to some music. This is Clandestiny by the new gods of Cybertron.
And that was Clandestiny with the new gods of Cybertron. And that is from the album Light in Our Darkest Hour. And those are all Transformers references if you didn't get it. So there you go. Get into it. Or get out. Uh, what else? Let's, uh, fuck, let's go to the fucking junk email folder. We're taking care of business today, as you know, so I'm trying to get rid of all this stuff in my folders. And now let's take care of some more business. Let's go to the junk email folder. Here we go. Alright, let's get through a bunch of these things, man. As you know, I like to read junk email from my junk email folder. They're mostly very ridiculous scams of some kind. And I got a bunch here. And I've not even, I've not read these in advance. I think I should start reading these in advance. Because uh, <laughs> sometimes they're just terrible. Greetings, I am Mr. Kerry Ching, CEO and President of ICBC Canal Street Main Branch, New York. I am contacting you based on my facts finding about your reputation through the content of my message is a bit detailed. That is why I first seek your permission to let you know before emailing my proposal so you won't trash it when I do. <laughs> and that is a sentence. Please grant me your permission, Mr. Kerry Ching. <laughs> So that was just one giant run-on sentence about a guy who was asking me permission to send me some junk email. I refuse. All right, here's another one. Attention, please, Mrs. Faith Anderson from Lugina de Cristofaro at Alice.it. Attention, please. Your fund has been packaged in a metal box. Since you cannot afford to receive it in the past via Western Union MoneyGram due to the transfer charge fee, and I decided to package the 10.5 million U.S. dollars in a metal box, which I registered with the DHL courier as a box that contained African clothes and jewelries. <laughs> I want you to contact the DHL Courier Company to know when they will deliver your consignment box with registration code GBE009GB. I have paid for the delivering charges and insurance fee. The only money you have to send them is their security keeping fee, which is $375, only to receive your consignment box. I would have paid it for you, but they said no, just because they don't know when you will contact them. So please feel free to contact them now to avoid delay and demurrage? The fuck is demurrage? Demurrage. A charge payable to the owner of a chartered ship in respect of failure to load or discharge the ship within the time agreed. <laughs> well, at least we're learning today. So they're saying this guy can't pay the fee because they wouldn't know when I would contact them. So if I'm going to contact them, surely this guy can pay the fee. Right? Contact Pearson, Mr. Bush, Michael Director, DHL Courier Service Company, Benin Republic. Email address bar.bushmichael at yahoo.com. Try to contact them as soon as possible. Below is the information you are required to send them for safe delivery by their diplomatic agent. Full name, home address, telephone, age, sex, a copy of your picture. That's a new one. <laughs> 
like what's going on now it's just like oh, i promise you we are not making fake passports <laughs> but we need a passport size photo of you for no reason other than to accept the consignment box i have given them your address and you have to reconfirm it to them again to avoid any mistake on the delivering the box to you remember that i only told the director the content and he advised me not to disclose the content to anybody including the delivery agent just for the safety of the fund in the box Make sure that you use this code as the subject of the email you are sending to them, GBEE009GB, because this will be the evidence to prove them that you are the correct owner of the box. Sincerely, Mrs. Faith Anderson. Well, thank you, Mrs. Faith Anderson. I look forward to receiving the contained African clothes and jewelries. I dig that stuff. All right, let's listen to another track. This is Barranca del Cabra by Swan Sex. <laughs>
And that was Swan Sex with. <laughs> what a name. Uh, that was Baranca Del Cabra off the album Rara Muri. Jesus, it's a lot of words there for me not to say correctly. Uh, yeah, man, that's fun. That's fucking swan sex. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is for you, Jeff Harrington. Let's just read another fucking junk email real fast. Hello, stranger. I am Mr. Christopher Luker, a great citizen of the United States of America, born in Jackson, Wyoming, United States. I bring to you a proposal which I want you to assist me with. It is painful now to let you know that I have been suffering from a heart disease for the past 12 years, and just a few weeks ago my doctors notified me that I won't get past another five months. I want you to help me distribute some funds I kept aside for charity purposes to charity homes and the poor in your state. Please text me back at 312-205-9870 or email dhendrickchristopher at gmail, and I'll feed you with more details. (laughs) (laughs) you'd be paid to carry out this mission sincerely chris i'd feed you with more details (laughs) all right i'm stealing that expression that's mine now (laughs) i'll feed you with more details what a common american expression this great american (laughs) like what Yeah, hey, man, I got a job for you. Oh, you got any details? Yeah, feed them to me, bro. (laughs) That's stupid. Now, fuck it, let's read another one. This is from the UN Compensations Payment Unit. And there's a big, long address. Attention, beneficiary. Without mincing words, I am convinced 100% that you have had bitter experiences with various scam artists. That's true. Claiming to be high government officials and thereby defrauding you of your hard-earned money. The activities of these scam artists has changed your perspective about conducting business on the internet, and you now believed that there is no genuine businesses that can be conducted on the internet. I was informed of your dealing with several agencies who wanted to take actions on you. I have resolved the issues with them. You are saved from their troubles from henceforth. And and you need to know, all you need to do now is to kindly follow this single step I am asking you to take and see this whole issue come to an end within a few days. An official meeting was held with the IMF, the President of Nigeria, and the Minister of Finance, and also the EFCC concerning unpaid and unclaimed funds to foreign beneficiaries. Just like you, I was very much annoyed when I found out that you have been through much, and yet you have never received your funds, and that prompted me to help you. Please kindly reconfirm the listed details to enable us to release the fund to you through your preferred mode of payment. Just your full name, cell phone number, country, and your home address. Respectfully yours, Mr. Larry Ken. Email paymentoffice1249 at yahoo.com.co UN Compensations Payment Unit. Well, I'm going to say, I'm really happy that this guy gets it. He knows. Because, yeah, I've been dealing with these fucking people, these scam artists. All right? And it's about time someone came along and acknowledged all of these scams and is willing to help me out. All right? It's more than you guys are doing. Pieces of shit. (laughs) Anyway, let's listen to another song, and then uh, maybe we'll call it a day. I guess. I don't know. Who cares? (laughs) Here's a cool song by Volta off the Sigils album. This is Black Beam. 
And that was Black Beam by Volta off the album Sigils. And that's a cool song. I dig cool songs. I hope you do. I mean, you're here. You're certainly not here for the banter because it's... Uh, <laughs> I'm glad, though. We took care of some business today because, you know, I have all these junk emails piling up and I haven't been reading them. And I've cleared out that one folder, which is good. So I'm happy about that. So, yeah, man, that's... Uh, I think that's all I have to say this week. So tune in next week where I will have an interview, the one that was supposed to be this week, but I still haven't finished uh, editing it. So I'm going to work on that after I edit this episode today, and uh, that'll be a good one, and I'm recording a bunch of new interviews, so that's exciting. And of course, there'll be more Keeping It 80s with Marco Merrick. There's going to be a bunch of stuff. And um, feel free to also check out the uh, the Beyond Synth YouTube page, because I have been putting up some videos there. And I'm trying out some things. You know, some people uh, asked me to, to try and do like a Let's Play series, like a video game Let's Play. And I'm serious. That's not me pretending that people have asked me to make an excuse for it. Like people actually have said that, like, you should do some Let's Play videos. And I don't particularly like those things, but uh, I tried. I did one where I was playing Goldeneye, and I think I'm going to do a whole series of playing Goldeneye just because, you know, I talk about Goldeneye all the time, right? So I figure I might as well do a Let's Play series. And it's kind of fun because I haven't really played through the story of that game in years like the on on hard mode i mean and when i say years i mean like 20 years it's been <laughs> since i've played through the whole game on hard mode so i'm gonna do a let's play series on that i don't know how i'm gonna i guess i'll just release it level by level i guess i don't know. but uh, anyways that's all i have to say so tune in next week uh there will be a proper show i don't know what this was but uh hope you enjoyed it anyways and uh, maybe we'll end on a track today so this is a nice one it feels almost like a a very genuine retro synth score uh music this is a dude who calls himself god damn it this whole thing is full of words i can't say bildschirm bildschirm b-i-l-d-s-c-h-i-r-m uh bildschirm bildschirm anyway it's by him okay and this is avarika which is i think just a made-up word uh the theme from hackney aflame in brackets 1987 I'm sure when you listen to it, you will see exactly the song that inspired this one. By Bildschirm, off the album Kinology Volume 1. So, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you next week. You can listen to this nice, soft song as you drift to sleep. And I will see you guys on next week's show, Beyond Synth, the best synthwave chat show there is. When there's chat, that is. <laughs> Wasn't really any chat today, but... <laughs> I guess that's a pretty... I was just thinking about that. That's the catchphrase of the show now, but if I do an episode without a guest, that's a pretty shitty catchphrase. Anyway, have a lovely weekend. Here's some fucking bilge skirm. Bilge skirm.